Welcome to the Awakening Podcast Network. Get ready for an inspiring audio from this cutting-edge voice. You can find more podcasts at awakeningpodcasts.com. A reset of the prophetic movement is upon us. The second wave of prophets is rising in this hour. We stand at the edge of a new era in the prophetic. We're gathering the international prophetic community at the Global Prophetic Center, a hub for prophetic training, prophetic labs, summits, networks, and lighthouses. It's time for prophets to go deeper. It's time for seers to soar. It's time for prophetic voices to rise up and decree what says the Spirit of God with accuracy that causes the world to pay attention. The Global Prophetic Center offers proven prophetic systems and structures to equip you to walk worthy of your calling and to prophesy with precision, boldness, diplomacy, and wisdom. Get hands-on training and mentoring in a safe environment that breeds true prophetic community and learning. Receive impartation and activation. Sharpen your gift and avoid prophetic pitfalls. Get commissioned. Get networked. Get sent out with the word of the Lord in your mouth and the confidence to release it. Begin your journey today by applying at globalpropheticcenter.com. Jennifer LeClaire here. You can see in the spirit. I want to invite you to take the Seer Activation Challenge. 30 days to clearer spiritual sight. I'm going to be on board doing Seer Activations with you, guiding you through biblical entryways and much, much more. You can opt to take the Seer Activation Challenge at tinyurl.com slash seeractivation tinyurl.com slash seeractivation. You can also opt to get these three books, Seer Dimensions. You can get Power Seers. This just came out. Keys to Upgrading Your Prophetic Vision. And you can get Seer Activations with 101 Seer Activations and a whole lot more teaching. I want to challenge you to see what you've never seen before. God wants you to be able to see in the Spirit. Open your eyes to the Seer Dimensions in Jesus' name. We're very, very excited to have here today Bishop Tomlinson. This happens to be my husband, and I get to call him T. (laughs) (laughs) T short for tremendous. Thank you. Um, I appreciate it. But we're here at the World Summit and um, and you're, you're strong. Mm-hmm. And nations are have gathered together from every nation. In fact, right here in this studio, we have Pakistan, Representative Bahamas, United States of America, right here at the studio. But throughout uh, the summit, we have people from literally from around the world and just about every continent. The only continent we don't have is Antarctica. And there seems to be a leadership gap, at least from my observation. Um, and as a thought leader, um, what do you believe is one of or two of the things that we can do to empower people to see themselves as leaders and to help to lead the change? 
Great question. One of the things that I think we've got some misunderstandings and some misconceptions about leadership. You'll notice in scripture where there is no such thing as the gift of leadership. And if you think that there's a gift of leadership, it already disqualifies a lot of people from engaging in leadership. But there is, I believe, indicated in scripture, the spirit of leadership. Mm. I've noticed that when God gets ready to raise up leaders, generally what he does is he chooses people that are unlikely leaders. You can look throughout biblical history and he chose Moses who said, I couldn't talk. He chooses Gideon who says, I'm the youngest in the family and I'm not worth much. He, he chooses people that lack sometimes skill, ability. They are on the what we would call the low end of the totem pole. And they don't have a gift of leadership, but they have an anointing or the spirit of leadership, which means then that every believer is called to lead in some capacity based on the fact that when the Spirit of God comes on them, they become who God calls them. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's good. Um, so in talking about leadership, um, we have an emerging leadership. That's right. There's another generation that is coming on our heels. Mm-hmm. Uh, just gathering all the wisdom that you have gained just from being on this earth, the number of years that you've been on this earth, what three leadership principles that made a difference in your life would you like to share to those that are emerging in leadership? There are three things I believe that's necessary for every leader. Very basic, but you can't get around these three things. Number one, leadership itself. Number two, relationship. Number three, stewardship. Those three things actually develop and create great leaders. First of all, I've got to learn to lead me. Hmm. You know, I've got to learn to be led by the Spirit of God. As I'm, as I'm learning how the Spirit leads me, hmm. at the same time, simultaneously, it's developing me as a leader. So what I'm doing now, I am following the Spirit. And every successful leader becomes, first of all, a follower of the Holy Spirit. So we're led by the Spirit. My, my, my obedience in allowing him to lead me, that determines my effectiveness as a leader when it comes to me dealing with people. If the Spirit of God is prompting me and I'm resisting and I'm not being led by him, then I actually disqualify myself mm. from being an effective leader. So you've got to, ha- you, I've got to, I've got to learn to be led. Mm-hmm. I've got to, after my leading, being led brings me into proper relationship mm-hmm. with the Spirit of God and with people. Mm-hmm. And then the third thing is I become a steward now, a faithful steward mm-hmm. over the assignment that I'm given. 
mm-hmm. as far as leadership is concerned. Mm-hmm. That's really good. Yeah. That's, that's. I want to talk, drive it a little bit further. Let's talk about relationship. I mean, I believe, and there's so many people that believe like me, that everything in the universe rises and falls on relationship. That's true. Um, how you relate to yourself, how you relate to others, how you relate to uh, leadership, how you relate to your boss, your spouse, your children, everything rises and falls on rela- on uh, relationship. In fact, everything in the universe is built on relationship. That's right. No man is an island. You That's know, right. exactly. the fluttering of a butterfly's wing affects the airflow in China and the flutter- fluttering of the butterfly's wings in California affects right. the wind flow. So let's talk about relationships. What Three, what are the three most important relationships in your mind uh, should people really develop and cultivate? Oh, well, the relationship, of course, between God and me. And then most people would be surprised to know that the next most important relationship is the one that I actually have with myself. Mm. You know, we say God, then people, then this and then the other. When I relate to God the right way, then what happens is I learn about me mm-hmm. and I learn how to relate to me. Mm-hmm. One of the greatest relationships, one of the greatest way to develop a relationship, the way that you know that a relationship with yourself has been developed is become you become satisfied when you are alone. Mm. Yes. 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 You know, in actual fact, in actual fact, that's that's what happened with the both of us. You were satisfied. I was satisfied. Mm-hmm. And as wow. soon as we got satisfied, soon as we got satisfied, I'll, I'll never forget uh, how, you know, um, prophetess came to me and said, you know, uh, this is your wife is coming out of Bermuda. I'm saying, I'm not looking for a wife. And I'm, I'm, I'm satisfied just like I am. No, no, you must have this wife, you know. And they went on to prophesy and I got in my car and drove off and I said, I'm not, I'm not hearing that. And, um, God always comes looking for you to hook you up with somebody once you're satisfied. Being you. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's really good. That's really good. That's really good. That's really good. We could stay right there about being satisfied. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Because what well, when I think about when I think about relating to myself, mm-hmm. I'll never be able to treat other people the way they ought to be treated mm-hmm. until I learn how to treat me. Mm-hmm. The right way. So when I'm alone, when I'm by myself, my 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 thought process, my inner dialogue, it, it all actually determines I'm relating to me mm-hmm. when I'm thinking and, and when I'm speaking even to myself. So if I've got peace with me, now it's safe for me to hook up with somebody. Mm-hmm. That's good. If I don't have peace with me, I'm not going to be able to have peace with you. That's true. And I happen to like peace. That's true. So I'm, I'm going to be peaceful in and of myself. Now I qualify to relate. People that are not peaceful with themselves do not qualify to relate to anybody. That is really good. That's really good. We are here at Andrew Year's Strong 2018. 
And it's a lot of energy in the room, a lot of love in the room, a lot of excitement in the room. We just finished the State of Our Union yeah. or the State of the Church Address. Wow. And um, I was quickly going to say State of the Union, but it's the State of the Church. Well, in my notes, I wrote State of the Union. Yes. <laughs> That's what I wrote. But we just finished that address, and um, we shared a lot, and then we went into a, the panel discussion. Mm-hmm. Um, what, are, what are some of your takeaways from the first session? Uh, you mean the Union? Yeah. Uh, State of the Union. Mm-hmm. Well, uh I would like to refer to my notes, but I don't have them in hand right now. So I will tell you what's on my heart. You address things that were outside of what we consider to be the norm for the church. You dealt with culture. You dealt with technology. You dealt with politics. Now, these are things that we've been told indirectly that we ought not involve ourselves in. What has happened with the church, and one of the things that I heard listening to you, and it was a powerful address, by the way, but I heard uh, something that I've been taught for years coming along in the church, and that's this. We're looking for an escape route, and we're not dealing with what Jesus said, occupy, until he comes. And you bring us back and you center us back into what Jesus spoke to us Mm -hmm. concerning occupy until he comes, occupy those mountains, Mm -hmm. occupy uh, areas in the earth realm that God has already told us belong to us. Mm -hmm. So I take from what that, that, that uh, word that you gave us, what I take from it is that we are in a place now where we've got to look beyond Mm -hmm the normal, what we consider to be normal church tradition. We've got to kick down some barriers. We've got to offend sacred cows, not for the sake of being offensive, but there are just some things we have to offend people in if we're going to be the kind of church that you addressed in your, in your statement. So it's so much that can be said about it. But I think that the main thing that has to happen is We've got to be delivered from trying to get out of here. And instead now, we've got to ground ourselves and say, I'm going to occupy this earth until he comes back. I don't need an escape route. I believe in the rapture. I believe God is coming back for his church. I'm going to celebrate rapture. But while I'm waiting, I'm going to be in possession of what God has called me to that's good. 2019, from your perspective, what can, what can the church expect from God and what can the world expect from the church? That's a good question. Uh, I was just talking with someone just last night and uh, when they asked me that question, here's the first thing that came to my mind. 2019 is going to be a time of unprecedented faith. In other words, When I read the book of Hebrews, the 11th chapter, those heroes of faith, they believed things that were unprecedented. For instance, Noah believed rain and it had never rained. We cannot go into 2019 looking for a natural point of reference for what God is about to do. He's about to do something above and beyond 
even what we can ask or think. Mm -hmm. And so 2019 is going to be a time when we must open our hearts to something we've never seen before. Mm. Instead of looking back and seeing what God did, now what we've got to do is, God, you said you would do a new thing. And I want to position myself. I'm not going to refer to my traditions. I'm not going to look back on what God has done. Whatever new thing you want to do, I want to position myself to receive what you're doing. And I need a proceeding word to get to where you want me to go. Mm. And as he speaks, I'll walk in what he said. Mm. And a new thing is going to determine a new faith. Mm. It's going to have to be a new faith. There's a faith that we operate in is at one level. But remember, he takes us from faith to faith. There's a whole nother dimension of faith. Well, you have heard it from Bishop's mouth. I want to thank you so much. I mean, I have nothing else to add from that expected, unexpected. So we thank you for coming. And we want to give him a round of applause. You have gifts. God expects you to use them. If you need training to school your gift, log on to schoolofthespirit.tv. You'll find training in spiritual warfare, prophetic ministry, prayer, seer's ministry, writing, and so much more. Go to schoolofthespirit.tv today. You want to go deeper? Get equipped to overcome and walk in God's purpose for your life at Awakening House of Prayer's online campus. You'll experience an online family, preaching, teaching, and prophetic impartation for victorious living. We have over a thousand members online hungry for what God is saying and doing in the earth. Visit ahop.online today and join our family. This has been a production of the Awakening Podcast Network. Jennifer LeClaire is the founder and owner of APN. Our heart is to inspire people and exalt Jesus with every broadcast. We're grateful for our advertisers and supporters that make these podcasts possible.